How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. You are appreciated. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. If you have a question, as always, you can visit us online at Senior Care Live, L I V E, Senior Care Live. Or you could call 1-800-331-6445. All right, we have an excellent program for you here today. I'd like to welcome back our special guest, David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And we'd also like to welcome back Jesse Heilman. She's a music therapist with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And David and Jesse... Welcome to the program. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be here today. Thank you. All right. So, David, Kansas City Hospice offers a unique service to help patients and their families. Uh, tell us a little bit about the music therapy program there at Kansas City Hospice. Well, you know, Steve, um, we do. We're very fortunate to um, offer expressive therapies uh, for our patients and families. And of course, that's at no cost to them. And I'm really proud to have with me today, Jessie Heilman. Um, she's been with us for two and a half years and she's a board certified music therapist. She brings a lot of joy to our patients and families. And um, as you mentioned, she's a returning guest. Um, in a normal year, uh, Jessie would provide more than 700 visits uh, to an entire year to more than 200 unique patients. So she has a busy wow. job and does a great job for us. Yeah, a absolutely. And I, I've seen some of the videos and it is just amazing what a deep connection uh, Jesse makes with her music therapy efforts. Uh, David, is having a music therapist a required position? No, um, it's not, Steve. And, and frankly, I feel like it's a uh, one of the things that differentiates us from others. As a nonprofit organization, uh, we understand how important this is, and we make this part of our mission in order to provide this great uh, part of our service offering to all of our patients and families. 
All right. Excellent. And Jesse, as a music therapist, tell me a little bit about your role at Kansas City Hospice. Well, Steve, before all the changes of 2020, my typical week looked like conducting music therapy sessions about four or five a day, usually with our hospice patients and with grief clients in their homes, in facilities, or in one of our inpatient hospice houses. Currently, I'm seeing clients via telehealth um, because most skilled nursing facilities are not allowing outside professionals like myself to enter the building and see patients in person. Visits there are just restricted to only nursing staff, which they consider to be essential. Mm -hmm. So due to some of the realities of 2020, I've spent more time also collaborating with our grief support team, providing music therapy for the peer support groups at Solace House and co-facilitating a Hope for the Holidays group for the bereaved. Okay, so tell us about Solace House and how it connects to Kansas City Hospice. Sure. Solace House is a community grief support center that serves children as young as three years old through adults. Most of these families have experienced a sudden and unexpected death rather than an anticipated one. Solace House is well known for its peer support groups, but we also do individual and family counseling sessions, as does our Passages program, which specializes specializes in trauma and difficult life transitions. Okay, and you also mentioned something called Hope for the Holidays, and frankly, it sounds like something we could all use uh, a little bit right now, right? <laughs> but uh, Absolutely. Uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about a typical client that might be interested in support around these holidays. Absolutely. Kansas City Hospice bereaved as well as community members are welcome um, at any of our Solace House groups. Caregivers also find themselves facing similar issues with the holidays when they're caring for someone with a life limiting illness and holidays in particular can present challenges even when our lives are running smoothly. So when we come together to celebrate transitions and absence of a loved one is felt deeply, deeply. We aren't often just dealing with one day to get through, but an entire season and the anticipation that comes along with it. Yes, and and uh, there's no doubt about that. You know, it's not just one holiday uh, and one particular day. I mean, it's the entire season. And and as I was uh, preparing for our program today, I just I thought back about how my grandparents on my mom's side of the family, uh, Grandma and Grandpa Cuevas. Uh, you know, we this we did this for as far back as I can remember, and we had a routine and a ritual. And every Christmas Eve, we would go to Grandma and Grandpa Cuevas's house, and we had a you know mm-hmm. our whole family was piled in their house you could hardly walk through the place it, w- it was busy and uh and and we had a gift exchange we had the best food ever and when they passed away that was a there's this big hole in our holidays because we didn't do that anymore it was something that we all looked mm-hmm. forward to and so you're right it's just it's not a particular day i mean it's the entire holiday season and that's really hard to cope with and uh and then when my when my own father passed away and uh in 1997 uh, that just changed everything dramatically again and so I, I think what you do if you can navigate through that successfully is i think you just create 
new things. You create a new ritual, new routine, mm-hmm. and maybe it's a combination. Maybe you take some of the some of the favorite parts or the best parts from what you used to do, and you combine that with a new routine, and uh, and you can just go kind of to the the next chapter. But there's still that hole in there uh, that uh, that will never be filled. But part of what you do is just help people navigate through that. Is that correct? Yes. Navigating yeah. those transitions and the changes that come with the holidays, especially. So uh, David? Jesse and the team, you know, I think they've done a great job. Obviously, we, we've had to uh, adjust and adapt, well, frankly, in everything that we do. But, you know, um, she's working with her uh, her peers and these, you know, um, these group offerings. These are grief support groups that are helping people. And, you know, people have been really receptive to be able to uh, do this in an electronic way. And, and I'm just, I'm really proud of the team of being able to uh, come up with creative solutions so that we can um, really help people. I mean, everyone's going through a difficult time, but then of course, when you have to uh, experience a death of a loved one in this moment, it's, it's really just so difficult and then throw the holidays on top of it. And um, you know, it's it's so difficult. So um, we, I sincerely appreciate Jesse and and our, our grief support team. They're just they're doing a phenomenal a phenomenal job and providing a service not only to the Kansas City Hospice bereaved, like uh, Jesse mentioned, but also our community members um, who we can support through these processes as well. All right, excellent, excellent. And David, uh, I think you have a special end of the year campaign. Is that correct? We do. Yeah, we have. Uh, our annual appeal, um, and that's a, a time when um, you know our our donors come together. It's an appeal to the community, um, and and really highlighting you know some of the things that are important to us. And um, you know I think this this uh, our music therapist program is, is a great example. You know this is above and beyond what uh, what is required, and so we do do funding to support these types of things. Um, this year, um, the program or the the the, the theme is is uh, honoring the golden hour of one's life, and and um, we have more information about that on our website. Um, but and we're also thrilled this year, uh, Steve, because um, our, our generous donors and supporters, uh, Charlie and Dottie Ray, have they've provided a twenty thousand dollar matching gift this year. So that all donations um, up to that amount are doubled. So I think it's wow. uh, or matched. So we we're we're really uh, we're thrilled about that, and we're we're great to support. We're 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 grateful to be able to support programs like this uh, that uh, other organizations just don't have for the community. And so, if if someone wants to uh, donate to this uh, end of the year campaign honoring the golden hour. Uh, they can rest assured that that money will go towards some fantastic and really deeply meaningful programs, such as the music therapy program offered here at Kansas City Hospice. And then on top of that, what a generous, generous gift and incentive. Um, so if, if if someone donates, you know, X dollars, whether it's $5 or $100 or $500, your dollars will be matched up to a total of $20,000. That's phenomenal. Uh, David, how can someone uh, contact you if they want to uh, donate uh, to your Honoring the Golden Hour End of the Year campaign? 
Sure. Um, they can go to our website, which is at um, kchospice.org, and uh, there's a, 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 a section that, that talks about the Golden Hour campaign, or they can always call us at 816-363-2600. All right. So, again, the special end-of-the-year campaign with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care Honoring the Golden Hour and all of your donations will be matched up to a total of 20000 So if we can raise 20000 that's going to be a grand total of 40000 And that would be a fantastic way to cap off, frankly, what's been a really difficult year of 2020. Let's get that done. All right. All right. And now the Senior Care Live question of the week. There are four C's that are a part of coping. Can you name one? Here are your options. A, collecting, B, confronting, C, communicating, or D, caroling. We'll have the answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device by going to SeniorCareLive.com or through the app Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. There are four C's that are a part of coping. Can you name one? And here are your options. A, collecting. B, confronting, C, communicating, or D, caroling? And the answer is... C, communicating. And Jesse, uh, back to Jesse Heilman. She's a music therapist with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And Jesse, what helpful tips did your participants learn at the Hope for the Holidays workshop? Perhaps most importantly, that it is very common to be anxious about the approaching holidays. This year, grievers and non-grievers alike may experience anxiety about this season, especially this year. We also focus on anticipating and managing what might be difficult or most difficult in the coming weeks. Sometimes the anticipation can be worse than the actual day because we may expect the holidays to cause big waves of emotion. We can manage the anticipation anticipation by knowing that experiencing the holidays while grieving is different for everyone. We should not be surprised by intensity of grief, feelings of anger, loneliness, despair, or fearfulness, feeling numb due to a recent loss, or even feeling normal. The question of the week that we mentioned earlier um, talks about the four C's that are a part of coping. We strategize about coping with these difficulties using this model that includes communicating, change, celebrate, and caring for self. Our first C, communicate. When we sit down and discuss plans ahead of the season and events, we do much better with less fatigue, resentment, and disappointment. Make a plan with your family or friends, discuss priorities for the holidays, recognize that there is likely a gap between what we expect and what will actually happen. 
and acknowledge the difficulty of the season. Some questions you might discuss and consider with your loved ones. What do we value most about the holiday this year? Who would I feel most comfortable spending time with? If I could do anything to make this year feel a little bit easier, what would I enjoy doing? Our second C is change. If it feels comfortable, make changes that will assist in your healing and coping. Have a meal at a different location than typical, serve different types of food. If you attend a worship service, try going at a different time than usual and find alternatives to activities that you find yourself dreading this time of year. So just kind of shake it up and uh, just have it have a different look. And uh, sometimes maybe uh, making that change um, could be a difference maker. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Just like you were mentioning earlier. Um, Our third C, celebrating. So this can be difficult, but it is important to celebrate the memory of your loved one. Some ideas for this include making a donation to a meaningful organization in your loved one's name, create a special photo album, devote a time of memory sharing with family and friends, light a candle, play your loved one's favorite song, or do something you know that your loved one would have enjoyed and have fun with it. Our fourth C is caring for yourself. Accept support from others, ask for company if you need it, or ask for alone time if you need it. Prioritize your needs, your time, and your energy. These are the four C's that we recognize for coping during the holidays. We also encourage giving ourselves grace. Things will inevitably be different without a loved one and with the additional challenges that this year presents. Give yourself grace to feel however you need to while navigating grief during an already difficult season. All right, that was uh, really practical and useful and just very, very helpful advice and in uh, perfect timing as well, because we, we really need that right now. Many of us need this desperately right now. So thank you for sharing those four C's. Uh, mm-hmm. Great information. And you know, when I think about the holidays, music is absolutely part of many of my memories. I am a musician and it's a really big deal to me and it's a big deal in our family. So I, I'm wondering from your perspective, perspective, can music play a role in our coping during stressful times like these special holidays and these seasons? Absolutely. Music can be very therapeutic when used um, either, even if you're not working with a music therapist, using music for yourself can be really beneficial and as a comfort during grief. So some of the things that I suggest doing, um, creating playlists that have themes um, like a happy dance music, um, upbeat playlist for when you need some energy or other playlists that might be just instrumental and calming when you need something um, a little more relaxing. Also, using a favorite song of a loved one as a remembrance time can be meaningful, but sometimes that can be too painful too. So sometimes we just need silence. Um, music is not always the thing to turn to if it's painful but it can also help um, to be matched to our daily activities. So when you get up in the morning and need to be productive or need to have some energy, music can help support that. And on the opposite end, using more calming music when you're um, getting ready for bed in the evening, kind of using music and the energy to match what you're doing in your day can all be helpful. Yep, that, that makes absolute, just perfect sense. So, all right. So can you share a story about your work as a music therapist at Kansas City Hospice? Absolutely. Um, since we're talking about grief today, I'll share a story about um, a grief client that I worked with, actually three children um, who have lost a father figure 
And we worked a lot on expressing their grief um, through music as that medium, because um, especially with children, it can be really hard to convey some of those emotions and talk about difficult feelings that come up with their grief. And when you bring music in to kind of provide that um, foundation, it can be a little bit easier. So we worked on expressing grief and identification of emotional awareness through instrument play and did a lot of songwriting um, where the children were able, able to share memories and reflect on um, good times with their um, loved one that they lost and do it through song, which can be a little bit easier for them than just talking about it. Okay. And David, I know that you have some other expressive therapies to help folks through grief. Um, what are some of those other therapies that are available through Kansas City Hospice? You know, we um, also have an art therapist, Steve, and so she works not only with um, children, but also uh, with bereaved. And, um, you know, it's, it's an incredible uh, thing to think about, but she's been also successful in using that through telehealth. And um, I know it's hard to imagine, but I, again, the team has just been phenomenal. Um, we also have pet therapies that we have uh, that, that help patients. Um, you know, we have uh, a, a couple different providers that help us with that. So our teams also have um, uh, done creative writing and some other various groups. So they really are creative and, and they, they pull they pull together wonderfully in order to, to help folks um, during this time, during a time of grief. It's, uh, it's important, and uh, they're really great at it. That is, that is excellent. And, you know, you, you talk about, you know, grieving and the bereaved and maybe a sudden loss or maybe a loss uh, that happened a long time ago, and maybe a person just still hasn't been able to move on. All of these expressive therapies, and especially music therapy, are just such powerful tools to help everyone through uh, the grieving process. It's something that all of us have gone through or will go through. And uh, I just thank you and Jesse and the great team at Kansas City Hospice for, for all of the wonderful work that you do. Uh, I just can't thank you enough. So David and Jesse, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate both of you very much. Thanks, Steve. It was great to be here. And Jesse, great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And we'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out all of our podcasts, all of the recently aired episodes, again, at SeniorCareLive.com. All right, just want to say thanks again to David Wiley and Jesse Heilman with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. What a great organization uh, this is, and all of the extra things and the extra steps and the extra measures that they take uh, to make sure that their patients and their families are well taken care of. And, you know, they've had to really do backflips. And, you know, this is a, a very personal, 
in-person type of a service. And if you can't go in person, you know, how are you still able to help families and patients in need? And so they've done, you know, some major shifting, a lot of telehealth visits, getting really creative with a lot of these things, but still delivering excellent, excellent care and therapy. Like we talked about Jesse Heilman and the music therapy program and some of the other things that they're doing there. So uh, I, I just appreciate all that they're doing. Uh, to continue to make Kansas City Hospice uh, the number one hospice provider in the region. Uh, There's no doubt about that in my mind. And if you would like to participate in their special end-of-the-year campaign, and they're calling that Honoring the Golden Hour, okay, so check this out. If, If you donate, you know, what you can and what, what you wish to donate, you know, X dollars, there is a matching opportunity uh, up to a total of 20,000. So if someone, you know, uh, donated a hundred dollars or, or $10 or $500, whatever the number is, those dollars will be matched up to a total of 20,000, which, so, so if we could get 20,000 in donations, then they'll be doubled or matched by a very generous donor up. And so we, we could raise up to $40,000 and these funds help Kansas City Hospice, a nonprofit organization, uh, they help them provide the extras like the expressive therapies, the art therapy, pet therapy, and of course, the music therapy that we just discussed. Uh, very, very valuable. And and again, it's just one of the things that sets Kansas City Hospice apart from all other providers. So if you are interested, if you can Uh, Please uh, reach out to Kansas City Hospice and donate to this special end of the year campaign honoring the golden hour. And here's how you can get in touch. You can go online at kchospice.org, kchospice.org, or you could just give them a phone call, 816-363-2600. That's 816-363. Three six three two six zero zero. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right. So on this consumer alert, I just I wanted to discuss the growing concern about waiting lists at area assisted living communities, long term care communities, memory care communities, you know, all of the above. We have a <laughs> I'm sounding the warning uh, lights and signals and horns and everything else uh, jumping up and down about this. This is becoming a, a really serious situation as far as just just being able Uh, to move your loved one to a senior care community. And, you know, a lot of people are choosing to not move to a senior care community because the risk of COVID is such that, you know, if it gets into one of these buildings, uh, it could really have a devastating effect on on many of the elderly uh, residents in these communities. So, uh, so it, you know, a lot of people are holding up, but a lot of times, you know, you, you just can't wait. You have to move and you need to move now. So uh, the major issue right now is the, the reality of these waiting lists, and it will only get worse as we enter 
January and February. So last week I talked about this a little bit. I discussed that January and February are the two highest demand months in all of senior care. No doubt about it. And I went through that in quite a bit of detail. And with COVID on top of the normal peak demand this year will represent the highest demand in history it's and and it's definitely the highest demand that i've seen in the last 18 years operating senior care consulting so one of the major issues is that you know if if covid is found in any one of these communities and, and you have to understand that you know they constantly test the staff and that's where it's going to come in it's going to come in from the outside through the staff family members cannot come in and visit in person uh, at the majority i mean there are a few exceptions and they were starting to set up some outdoor in-person visits you know six to ten feet apart with plexiglass in the middle and all of that stuff but you know it's kind of hard to do that now because the weather is turning you know pretty crummy it's pretty chilly uh, so so uh, again you know, we're back to not even doing that in, as in-person visits. We're back to all, you know, FaceTime or Zoom, window visits, etc. Some places are getting creative. They're putting up these heavy, heavy-duty outdoor tents, uh, like the ones that you would see like at a, at, at a you know, like a, a major event where, you know, they can withstand the wind and the, the rain and the snow and all that. They're putting in these heavy duty tents or maybe they're enclosing a patio area with the heavy duty material. They're putting heat, they're putting ventilation in there, and they're, they're still offering these in-person uh, visits. But most places, they're not going to do that. That's not going to be available. So the staff... That's where the COVID is coming in. So they test the staff, they test the residents. Uh, but if one single staff member tests positive on any particular day, then you go through this whole process that they must go through before they can admit any new residents. And so, you know, that process is, is, is pretty intense. So first of all, if Mr. or Mrs. Staff person comes in and, uh-oh, you have a temperature, uh-oh, yep, you, you tested positive, get out of here, then they're out and they have to be out for a period of time and all of that. Well, I think we all know the 14-day, the I think they stay out longer than that, but at least 14 days. And uh, then you have to go through and you have to test the residents more frequently, you have to test the staff more frequently to make sure that maybe that hopefully that was just an isolated positive case. But if it isn't, the more positives you have, again, everyone has to go home and you continue to monitor all of that. And once you are, uh, you know, a certain number of days after your last positive test, then at that point, the community can say, okay, now that we've gone through this process, we identified positive cases of COVID in the building. Uh, they've been removed from the building, the, the person, right, until they go home and get better, hopefully, and usually they do. Uh, and, and we have no more positive cases here. And then we a certain number of days, a certain number of a certain time has elapsed here. And then now we can go uh, back to considering moving new residents into our community. And once a new resident moves in, it's not a normal procedure, as you might 
guests. So when a new resident moves into any one of these places, they move into an isolation room. And what that means is you're considered positive, uh, even if you're not. It's just an, out of an abundance of caution. Most places require a negative COVID test 24 to 72 hours or at least within the week prior to admission. And usually it's a lot tighter than that. Usually it's a one to three day window. You have a negative test. You come in, you're isolated in your room for 14 days. And then once you test negative again, or you've cleared that 14 day time frame or that hurdle, then at that point, you can transition to your long-term room or your long-term apartment. And so because of that upfront process, it has really caused a major bottleneck in the facility's ability to bring in new residents. Maybe they can only bring in, uh, you know, a new a new resident just just once in a while because you only have so many of these separate isolation rooms and uh and 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 then you're delayed by 14 days and it's just it's just causing major problems this is having a devastating effect on those waiting to admit their loved one into a facility and again a lot of people are staying home they're keeping their loved ones home and they're just kind of kind of wait this out until this is a little more of a safe situation and sometimes you can't do that and you have to admit your loved one now and so with all of this happening right now in november and december what do you think it's going to look like in the months of January and February. So we already have all heck is breaking loose right now in November, December. And then we have the normal increase and peak demand coming up in January and February. And this is going to get bad. So be proactive. Don't wait till the last second and get your name on a waiting list if you possibly can. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right. So I, I know sometimes, you know, an accident or a, can happen, a crisis can occur, something unexpected takes place and you just have to react. But if you have any capability at all at looking in advance, you should definitely do that. This year of all years, you definitely need to do that. Trust me on this. You will thank me later. I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so it seems like here recently, I mean, we're getting a ton of calls at Senior Care Consulting, 
And I think what's happened is, you know, a lot of folks are aware of senior care consulting. They may be aware of our placement services and how we have a very unique program that helps families find the right place and the best fit when searching for a senior care community. Uh, but they just they haven't really been quite ready uh, to make that move. And, and again, you know, a lot of people, they're still they're going to put that off till spring or summer, maybe even next fall or maybe even a year from now. So, uh, you know, and, and maybe even into the following year if, if you can, but sometimes you can't do that. And so they're thinking, OK, well, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to needing to make a move. I think we're going to get through the holidays uh, and then i think we're going to go ahead and do something you know after the first of the year which by the way thousands of other people are thinking the same thing that's <laughs> that's part of that peak demand in january and february uh, but uh, if you're not familiar with senior care consulting and you see that you may need help choosing the right place and the best fit uh, let me just give you a brief review of how we're able to very uniquely help our clients and so uh, the first step is what we call developing the care profile. And what that is, is it, it's essentially a geriatric care assessment plus some other pieces of information. And it's we make this very, very simple. And in the care profile, what we're doing is we're creating a very detailed description of exactly what it is that you need. And we're gonna define some things. So we're going to define what level of care is going to be needed today and then in the future so that's you know independent living assisted living residential care home plus long-term care so we're talking about the level of care and a lot of people <laughs> I, I think they really misuse some of these terms so when i talk about the level of care i tie that to the licensure of the organization so the licensure spells out very clearly what you can and cannot provide it very clearly uh, has the the guidelines and the rules and the regulations and uh, and sometimes there's there's some, a lot of flexibility like in the assisted living level in particular that one's a little bit of a wider path uh, for long-term care it is very black and white <laughs> You can do this, you can't do that. <laughs> and uh, so it's very much of a standardized level of care, but that's what I'm talking about. Your level of care, in, in, and we define that uh, through this whole care profile in a series of questions. And depending on how you answer those, that's going to lead us in a particular direction to help us understand what level of care might be needed. And then we determine the type of care. What type of care will your loved one need? And we're talking about, just do we need just general everyday care? Just, just good old everyday care. Uh, do we need memory care? And that would be a special type of care for someone with cognitive issues, such as Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, some other cognitive issues could be related to uh, a stroke or Parkinson's there uh, you know a, a TIA there are lots of different things that could uh, that could cause that cognitive deficit or the cognitive issues the memory loss the behaviors etc uh, etc et so so do we need memory care uh, here's a really important question to determine and, and this is part of what we do for all of our clients do we need memory care today or do we need general care today? And we want to have memory care available for down the road. So that's really important. Maybe someone has early stages of Alzheimer's or early stages of dementia. 
still doing okay. General care would serve them perfectly well, but as they decline, say in the next 6, 12, 24, 36 months, maybe at some point down the road, you're going to need memory care. Again, that special type of care. Well, if you've chosen a place that does not offer memory care, there's a high probability that you're going to have to move your loved one again, again, something that you may not have expected to have to do. So that does not happen with senior care consulting. We take a look at the big picture. We take a look at today's needs and we anticipate future needs. And that's a big one. Do we need memory care today or do we think we may need memory care down the road? So we have general care, memory care. We may need a short-term skilled nursing and rehab from someone who, who uh, maybe just recently had a fracture or a surgery or you know some other, uh, some other hospitalization, some other needs. And then they're going to need that skilled nursing and rehab for a period of time to help them kind of get back up and on their feet. So we have that. Will we need mental health care? That's a very specific type of care for someone with uh, various forms and levels of mental illness. So we have to define and we have to determine all of these things, your level of care, your type of care. And then a really big one, how are we going to pay for this? So we discuss payment methods and we discuss budgets and we discuss, you know, what is available. And, uh, you know, a, a, a part of that is, do you have long-term care insurance? I just worked with a family. They have a phenomenal long-term care insurance policy. It pays both spouses uh, a, a lot of money, an, enough to almost pay for the full amount of the care. Plus they have other assets on top of that. So I told them, I said, don't ever don't ever get rid of this policy. This policy is worth its weight in gold. Now, if you don't have long-term care, that's okay. We need to talk about that. We need to kind of anticipate how long your assets will last along with your income in paying for the cost of care. And then if we think that we may outlive our assets, then we're going to have a discussion about Medicaid, what the Medicaid program is, what it pays for, how it works, how you qualify. So that's a big part of our care profile is the payment method. And then location, that's always important. We want to be close. We want to be as close as possible. So how far out can we throw the net, so to speak, when we're evaluating the market? Uh, and then any personal preferences and needs that we may have that's very, very specific to you or your loved one. So with that care profile, then we research the entire marketplace, every single place, and we determine our top options meeting your exact needs. And then, as with the rest of the world, uh, we're doing our tours of the facilities virtually. So we set up virtual tours of, of the top communities meeting your exact needs. And during those tours, uh, and those virtual tours, uh, we conduct a 97-point inspection and performance audit, meaning we ask a lot of questions that most people would never know to ask or they may feel uncomfortable asking. And so we gather a tremendous amount of information about all of our top options, and then we put all of that information together in a summary report and get that report back to you as quickly as possible so that now you are in a position to make an informed decision. It is a spectacular, powerful, and meaningful service. If we can help you, we have availability. 
and we're booking well into December, but we can still help you. Just don't wait till the last second. Be proactive. You can reach out to Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. That's 913-945-2800. Or you can visit us online at Senior Care Consulting. That's with an I-N-G. Senior Care Consulting. Dot com. We offer a free consultation, uh, and we'll show you how we can help you and see if we might be a match for you and your family. All right. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.